Kathy was not a jet-setter like her sister. She did not frequent five-star hotels, fly first class, juggle playboys and polo players, or even own more than a single evening gown. She did not go to weddings of supermodels. Cass's last boyfriend had been a journalist, not a rock star. Some people just can't help being late, Cass finally said, forcing a lightness into her tone that she did not feel. It's a terrible habit, she added, and that much was true. Cass knew that Tracy did not mean to keep people waiting. It just happened. It was less about self-absorption than it was about disorganization and time management. No one lived life the way her sister did. Still, Cass had been filled with a growing sense of dread all that day. The evening, or her sister's visit, was going to be a disaster. Cass had never felt more certain of anything, even if she could not pinpoint why. Cass just hoped the premonition of disaster didn't have to do with her filling in for Tracy. She's so busy now with her new job, Alyssa said, her dark eyes lowered, her thick black lashes fanning out on her alabaster cheeks. She was the spitting image of her rock star father, Rick Tennant, who was currently on a world tour and somewhere in the Far East. Cass hoped that was so. Sotheby's seemed like the perfect job for her sister. She could mingle with the rich and famous, while her employers benefited from her celebrity status and her celebrity associations. Since her marriage, and even more so since her divorce, Tracy had been a fixture on the society pages of major magazines. Tracy's marriage to Rick had been over in less than three years. Cass regretted, for Alyssa's sake, that it hadn't lasted. But Alyssa was the best thing that had ever happened to her, and she loved her as if she were her own daughter. In fact, sometimes she forgot that if Tracy wanted to, she could saunter into their lives and whisk Alyssa away without even an explanation, which, of course, Cass prayed she would never do. I hear a car, Alyssa cried, leaping up, her entire face brightening. Cass was flooded with relief. Alyssa ran to the window, her black hair swinging like a cape behind her, while Cass hugged herself, sighing, because she would not have to play hostess, and Alyssa would see her mother after what had become an interminable separation, from a little girl's point of view. It's not her, Alyssa said, her tone flat. Cass stood, her heart sinking, eyes wide. What? Where was Tracy? Alyssa seemed on the verge of tears. Cass took one look at her pinched white face, and she reached for her hand. She's running late. Should we take a walk? It might help pass the time, Cass said. I'd rather wait here. I don't want to miss her, Alyssa said with a stubborn tilt to her chin. Before Cass could suggest another diversion, there was a soft knock on the door, and Aunt Catherine appeared, holding a silver tray in her hands. Her gaze instantly connected with Cass's before she entered the room and smiled at Alyssa. Scones and tea, my dear. You must be famished, Alyssa. You haven't had a bite to eat all day. Alyssa folded her arms tightly across her chest. Why does she have to be so late? Doesn't she miss me, too? Catherine slowly set the tray down on the Chippendale table in front of another set of windows, one graced by two pink velvet chairs. Although seventy, Cass's aunt was a tall, statuesque woman who looked no older than fifty. Her reddish hair was shoulder-length and worn in a chignon, and she remained extremely handsome, a perpetual light in her blue eyes. Even clad simply in grey trousers, a white blouse, and a darker cardigan, she had the carriage of a very noble, self-assured, and self-sufficient woman.
Cass admired her greatly for her character, her generosity, and the many good deeds she had dedicated her life to. Of course she does. Our guests will be arriving at seven, and knowing your mother, who needs a good hour or two to dress for this kind of event, she will have to arrive at any moment, Catherine said, smiling. Alyssa wandered over to the table and stared at the scones. She had been so excited that morning she had gotten sick after breakfast, and Cass had let her stay home from the exclusive all-girls school she attended. Cass went to her. Of course she misses you, sweetie. She's your mother. No one is more special to her, believe me. But working for Sotheby's can't be easy. They sent her all over the world. I think she was in Madrid just a few days ago. Your mom is probably very tired, sweetie, and really nervous about tonight. Alyssa looked her right in the eye. She was in Fogue again, with a new man. Does she have another boyfriend? Cass blinked. She'd obviously missed that last...